to Multiverse of Q, your guide in a comic book multiverse, now in podcast form. I'm Luke, and we are here for the second week of Septangent. <laughs> and returning as our special guest, would you like to reintroduce Hello, yourself? Hello, I'm Charlie Davis. If you don't know me from the last episode, um, I'm here so Luke can tell me more stories. <laughs> so I can... Paint a magical word picture in your exactly. mind. <laughs> a, a, a 1998 word picture. So, Yes, the phase two word picture. <laughs> yes. And I made some promises last time. I'm not sure if you remember them. Uh, I promised that we'd get some more information about the Green Lantern. And we're going to get some Peter yeah, David. Yeah, you promised me those two things. I do remember. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're going to start off with Tales of the Green Lantern. Okay, so like Tales of the Crypt, and, but not. Yeah. And it's a different setup this time because James Robinson and J.H. Williams III and Mick Gray only did the framing sequence for this time. <laughs> so there's going to be three separate teams for the stories in this one. They all share the same colorist in Lee Lockridge and the same col- and the same letterer in Comicraft. But the first one is Brightest Night, written by Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning, with Mike Mayhew and Wade von Grobadger on the art. That's and that's a that's Stuart Eminen's uh, inker usually, usually yeah. Mm-hmm. And we are introduced uh, by the Green Lantern, who is going to give three possible origins to who the Green Lantern is. <laughs> Lois Lane was an adventurer who traveled around the world and was hired by the billionaire playboy Booster Gold to explore where the nukes went off to uh, find some treasure. And instead, she found the early versions of the Fishmen. Who she wanted to help. So. Uh, like she came back. And was like hey Booster Gold. I, you shouldn't go down there. There's people. <laughs> and Booster Gold was like. Oh well that's awful. Uh, I'm going to have my bodyguard. Kilowog. Kill you. <laughs> okay. And so. He dumps her body into the ocean. And the fishmen bring her to their magical fish city, and she returns as the Green Lantern. And she tricks Booster Gold into killing Kilowog, and then the fishmen invade his boat and kill Booster Gold. Okay. So. Okay. So they take her down to their their fish city, and then she becomes the Green Lantern, like, magically? Mm-hmm. Our- yes. Fish <laughs> magic. Exactly. <laughs> Nuclear irradiated <laughs> fish magic. That brings people back to life all the time. I'm sure. I'm sure she's just fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the second one we have is Darkest Light, which was also by Abnett and Lanning, with Georges Gianti and Drew Jurassi on the art. In post-war Czechoslovakia, Manhunter, who you may remember from The Secret yes. Six, and her robot dog Pooch. We're attacking the necromantic army of Darkseid, who is a lady who is a member of Meridian. Meridian being the 
European version of Nightwing. Mm -hmm. And Manhunter thought that previously she had killed Darkseid, but it turns out that she had accidentally killed Darkseid's sister, whose ghost has appeared. And she's like, oh yeah, I forgive you for goofing up on me. <laughs> I remember you telling me about this. <laughs> yes, yes. She uses the word goof. It is very good. <laughs> and so the ghost confronts Darkseid and Manhunter smashes Darkseid's magical orb with a lantern that kills her. And her sister, Corey Anders, takes up the magical lantern using the absorbed necromantic power and becomes the Green okay. Lantern. And now, are you ready for the third possible I'm story? Ready. Do we know? Do we ever figure out which one's real? The third one is called No Evil, and that's K N O W. <laughs> of course, it is. <laughs> it's written by John Ostrander, with Ryan Sook and Nick Gray on the art, and it looks very Hellboy. Manuela oh yeah, um, Sook's art is like that. He did like the first. Um like five or six issues of X-Factor Investigations. And uh, that mm -hmm. was a good tone to set for that book. And then he left and I was sad about it. So Zatanna has sought out an audience with the Dark Circle, the group of evil necromancers that includes Etrigan, Madame Zal, Bane, Ra's al Ghul, Sargon, and the Creeper. Because she wants into mm -hmm. the circle. And they can only let a person in if one of their members dies, or if they prove themselves. So they go tell her to find the Green Lantern, which she spends three years striking down, and ends up getting killed by her own magic when it rebounds on her. And the previous bearer of the Green Lantern, Jason Blood, passes it on to her, explaining that it controls the bearer, and not the other way around, and now she's the Green Lantern. Okay. I mean, the first two make a lot more sense than the, the I mean, then the second two make a lot more sense than the first two. Let's, I mean, wow, I can't speak. The first one's crazy. The other two are fine. <laughs> I'm trying to say. You don't believe in the magic of fishmen. I guess not. I guess we didn't spend enough time with them. Okay. Okay. Would it help you if I said that Booster Gold is also kind of set up like an L. Ron Hubbard? I'm just, like, soaking in the words that you just said to me. Um. <laughs> like he wears a full-on sailor's outfit the entire time. Okay. All right. Uh, maybe maybe a little. Okay. Believe in the magic of <laughs> I'm fishmen. I'm going to try. I'm really just shocked. I'm just, like, I'm just taking it all in at this point. So, our second story that we have is Power Girl, written by Ron Mars, with art by Dusty Abel, inks by Dexter Vines, colors by James Sinclair, and letters by Chris Eliopoulos. Previously, China had created a Supergirl, but ultimately she died. But now, six years later, they've been working on a new improved prototype known as Power Girl. The President of America, Sam Schwartz, who was previously on The Metal Men, wants to steal her. And when I say we, I don't mean, like, a black ops team. I mean the president, his wife Martina, a.k.a. the Raven, uh, his chief of staff, John Holiday, a.k.a. Hawkman, 
and his assistant attache, Ray Quinones, a.k.a. Lobo, are going to steal Power Girl from China. <laughs> Lobo is just doing it for robot yeah, legs. Like you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to... St- I guess. I guess. If you're going to go big or go home. Mm-hmm. And so they land in China... And the president goes off to distract people with a bunch of body doubles of his chief of staff, his wife, and his assistant attache while they go in, start fighting, and run into soldiers. But they are saved by the resistance contact, Jade, who is Chinese. And do you want to guess what her power is? I mean, does it have something to do with her code name? Not exactly. I'm I'm really terrible at guessing, Luke. You're gonna have to let me know. Uh, she has dragon oh, tattoos boy. that she can summon. Okay, into dragons. so like Hanzo yeah. from Overwatch. Yeah, or like um, the tattooed man, except they're just okay. tattoos. <laughs> or they're, they're just, just they're dragons. just dragons. Okay, sure, mm-hmm. of course. So she takes the soldiers out with her dragons. And she leads them into the genetics lab where Power Girl will soon be done incubating. And then we'll need to imprint on the people who she talks to first. Yeah, it's not great. Mm. Unfortunately, that's when Black Lightning and Gravedigger show up with Nightwing Troopers. I'm so glad the band's back together. I know. The boys are back in town. (laughs) so a firefight breaks out and power girl wakes up uh ray had gotten killed but she magically brings her back and both sides try and be like oh yeah you should work with us we won't let the chinese exploit you and nightwing is like you should work with us because we want to use your powers for our own purposes and then the Chinese government sends more soldiers in, and Power Girl's like, oh yeah, screw all this, I'm going to figure out what I want to do. And so she flies off to decide. Well, I like that. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad mm-hmm. that she's like, fuck everybody, I'm getting out of here. Yep. Now, it's time for the tangent drinking game, are you ready? I, I've, got, I've got some water, I don't know if that'll do the trick. You'd need a lot more water because it's time for Wonder Woman, which was written by Peter David, with pencils by Angel Unzueta, inks by Jaime Mendoza, colors by Pam Rambo, separations by Jameson, and letters by Comic Rat. Well, I'm ready, my good my good friend Peter David. So Loreal Amaris and her cameraman, Ambush Bug, he's human are recording at the opening of the Super Friends restaurant and casino. (laughs) When an alien ship crash lands and the green alien warrior Wanda shows up along with her cohort Wu Z. (laughs) And Wanda is basically an excuse for Peter David to write really long paragraphs of witty dialogue. Because... She just wonders about everything. Oh, no. I don't trust Peter David ever writing an alien ever. So, um, I'm sure this is great. 
Yeah. And she gets called Wonder Woman because someone doesn't understand what she's talking about. And that's when two other aliens show up. A beast boy by the name of Gar and an element girl by the name of Pharaoh. They go to fight Wonder Woman. They talk about how much they hate her dialogue. And Lori painfully, for us, asks what is going on. And so Woo Z explains. <laughs> you go ready for, for this? It. Okay, so there's a planet named Gotham. And they halted aging on the planet. So all the women learned how to be smart and beautiful and psychic, and all the men became big and brawny and feral and horny. And the Beast Boys have weapons that are called Arangs, and the women have weapons called Bots. And, yeah. So the scientist, Lena Thoral, thought that this was all very dumb and created Wanda, who was a combination of both of them, and who has a batarang. I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need... <laughs> I'm, suing for... I'm suing Peter David for reparation. <laughs> and... Basically filled her with a bunch of information from all of the worlds and then teamed her with Woozy, who Lena had previously made. But the Gothamites were like all like, oh yeah, no, we hate this Wonder Woman that you've made. And so they killed Lena and then Wanda flew to Earth and she defeated the people who were after her. And then she flies off to never really be mentioned again. Or never to be written by Peter David again, at um, least. Well, that is a... That's a mercy we could just all hope to achieve. Yeah. Um, uh, there's so many things I could say. Um, I want to know why her name is Wanda. Like, that doesn't seem to have any bearing on anything. No. Except she wanders about a lot of things. If that's, if that's the reason, which I don't put... Past Peter David, I'm just gonna. Hmm. <laughs> okay, this was 1998, right? Yes. Okay, I'm just, I'm, I'm just in, I'm in my, uh, in my string, my string board when I try and figure out like my ultimate revenge on Peter David. I'm just trying to figure out where to put this. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Well. I'm sorry you had to read that. <laughs> yeah, I have not come across a Peter David story that I have enjoyed for this podcast yet. It's basically, um, for this podcast, probably not. Um, it's basically, because the other one you, you looked at was the weird um, stories about um, Speed and, and, and Wiccan. Right? That weird, that really weird story about them. Oh, 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 yeah. The uh, Avengers, the last yeah. Avengers story thing. Yeah. Well, and there's also the uh, Wonder Woman Storm uh, amalgam. Oh, that was done by him, too. 
I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe you'll end up looking at some of those X Factor issues where um, Jamie goes through different um, alternate universes, like before he ends up back at his own. Um, that's an int- th- Those are actually good, um, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, hit and miss. Real, real miss. Sometimes hit. It's fine. <laughs> but now, we're no longer putting Peter David on trial because it's time for. The Trials of the Flash, which was written by Todd DeZaga, with pencils by Paul Pelletier, inks by Andy Lanning, colors by Joe Rosas, separations by Heroic Age, and letters by Comicraft. This is the young girl Flash. Yes. Okay. Yes. Who's a member of the Secret Six. So Nightwing directors Marcus Moore and Black Lightning want to use Plastic Man, Gunter Gans, to capture the Flash after her father failed to capture her once again. So, <laughs> so the Flash, Leah Nelson, meets up with Plastic Man at Starro's, which is pretty much a Hardy's cross with a diner, <laughs> where they talk about how they're going to mess up this new plan that Nightwing has, when suddenly Firestorm Troopers and Taylor Pike, the Spectre, who is also on the Secret Six with them, shows up and captures her messing up their plan to mess up the plan <laughs> and so both the flash and plastic man are captured <laughs> but at the base it turns out that the flash and plastic man actually made each other look like the other one that way they'd be able to escape and plastic man steals black lightning's floating professor x chair And so it turns out that their real plan was getting into the Nightwing base. That way they could get Plastic Man's real body. But then Firestorm sends soldiers after them. And they end up having to temporarily destroy Plastic Man's plastic body. But doing so wakes up the real Gunter Gans. Who is still able to access and control the plastic. And the team escapes together. And that's when the entire Secret Six, including the Joker, the Atom, and Manhunter reconvene to celebrate until the Flash remembers that she needs to go back to work, and she heads down to Earth to foil her father's plot to capture her again. And everyone lived happily ever after? Except, Except her father. Yeah. But he's, he's no good, so it's fine. Hmm. Yeah. So, are you ready for Nightwing and Night Force? We've got Force? more of this. Okay. I can't yeah. wait. So... It's written by John Ostrander, with art by Jan Dersina, colors by Gloria Vasquez, separations by Android, and letters by Comicraft. So, the Doom Patrol, Firehawk, Doomsday, Star Sapphire, and Rampage are on the run in Czechoslovakia, trying to reach Meridian, the British opposition to Nightwing, as they are being pursued by Nightwing. They get saved, though, by Obsidian and Jade, who kill the Nightwing agents. Meanwhile, at the secret base under the Pentagon, where it is actually a (laughs) Pentagon, Nightwing decides to deploy Night Force before Marcus Moore goes down and confronts the Creeper, because not only did Marcus Moore vape his own soul back, but he also vaped the soul of the Creeper, which the Dark Circle, that is the agency that Nightwing works for, is unaware of, And if they became aware of it, they would replace the Creeper, which nobody really wants. (laughs) Layers upon layers upon layers. Also, everything takes place place in Czechoslovakia. Yeah, 
And it never got to become like, the Czech Republic. <laughs> Damn mm. you alternate Earths. <laughs> I know. And so, meanwhile, the members of Night Force, who are Gravedigger, Black Orchid, who is basically Horny Succubus Gambit, <laughs> Hex, and Wildcat are traveling to Moscow. And while they're heading there, Joseph Stalin, <laughs> who is a vampire, <laughs> meets meets with the Doom Patrol, and they want to attack him, but he forces them to stand down. Because it turns out that, oh, uh, Stalin is actually in charge of Meridian. I like So like you just throw yeah. out there Joseph Stalin. His, his appearance isn't is is shocking in and of itself, but is also a vampire. And he's also the leader of Meridian, the secret organization. Oh boy. Oh, it's going to get weirder very quick. So Night Force meets up with Jade and Obsidian who want to stop Stalin because he plans to extract the souls of the Doom Force to feed to the KG Beast. <laughs> so Night Force comes in just too late and so you get a fight between Joseph Stalin, the vampire who's turned into a giant bat versus the tattoo dragon's of Jade versus Wildcat, who was turned into a giant wildcat. As the KG Beast, which is a tentacle monster, is oh. woken up. During the fight, Black Orchid tries to free the Doom Patrol, but she ends up merging their souls with the Earth, which causes a worldwide energy pulse, knocking out all technology, messing with all the powers, and she ends up creating the Ultra Humanite. Which is a gigantic magic robot soul monster. Yeah, okay. And so the only survivors are Jade, Black Orchid, Hex, and Doomsday. Who realize they're going to have to work together to get rid of the Ultra Humanite. Mm. Now, are you ready for things to get a bit weird? If we're not already there, then just just throttle it. Just go. Okay, okay. Well, I, I, I want to tell you about a character who is going to become very, very important in episodes three and four, and that is the Superman. The Superman? Written by... The Superman. Okay. Written by Mark Millar. With art by Jackson Guice, colors by Laverne Kinzierski, separations by Digital Chameleon, and letters by Comicraft. And we start off with Harvey Lee Dent, who is a police officer who tries to talk Carter Hall from uh, killing himself because they basically made one of his designs into a skyscraper, but they made it in the wrong color, so it looks like a giant yellow banana. Damn it. And Dent tries to uh, get Carter to come with him because he handcuffs them both together. But Carter's like, oh, no, screw this. Jumps and they both land at the bottom of the skyscraper. Okay. Harvey wakes up. I'm already, uh, up? I'm already seeing the Mark Millar all over this. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, this was Mark Millar before he okay. went dark. Okay. This was when he was still Grant Morrison's okay. pal. It also explains a lot. Oh, yeah. Like, if you look into some of the old 2000 AD, uh, they used to represent all their writers with different robots. And the Mark Millar bot just went around saying, just like Gwent, just like Oh, Grant. my God. Yes. So, Harvey wakes up in the hospital to see his girlfriend Lola and his buddy Pieface there, and everyone is surprised that he survived. They make very sure to mention that the other guy essentially got turned inside out. So, as time passes, Harvey Dent starts to get more intelligent, learning how machines work and even getting to the point where he can rebuild them. He reads everything that he can... And then when he returns to work, he develops a new way of policing that ends all crime on his beat. And he also stops sleeping. All right. Mm-hmm. They never really define how... You just fall off a building this and this happens? policing works. Did it, like, mm-hmm. awaken a late mutation? We'll, we'll, we'll okay. get to okay. that. We'll get okay. to that. So, he also starts getting powers like flight... Pyrokinesis, telekinesis, telepathy, future sense. And he has to decide if he's going to like balance using his powers or not. And he ends up creating a email address where people can ask for help as he is the Superman. And he moves from like helping people who are getting evicted and saving cats and trees to fighting supervillains like the Homeboy Legion, Two Face, the Master of Disguise. The Spectral Hour Man, Heatwave, Batgirl, Starboy, Polaris, Wait, Johnny is... Thunder, and his Lightning Bolt. Polaris? Okay. Mm. Okay. And he even teamed up with the Atom as the world's finest before he became even more distant. Uh, Lola admitted to cheating on him with Pieface. And he's like, oh yeah, I knew about this. And then Black Orchid tried to hook up with him, and he was like, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm okay over here. Mm-hmm. And so he realizes that Nightwing is behind a lot of this bad stuff that's going on. And he found out his origin, which is basically Professor Joseph Chill, wanted to make a new Atom, and basically did testing in the water of a black community that killed everyone there except for him chill got fired and it, and it all got forgotten and covered up and so superman realizing that nightwing was behind this takes his revenge on them and so lola gets the option to leave with Pieface, who's moving to new atlantis but she decides that she still loves harvey dent so he presents her with a new version of the mariclo pill that would basically give her all the same powers that he has without killing her <laughs> And that's when Ultra Humanites Attack shows up. And as they embrace, she takes the pill and they kiss because she wants the relationship to work. Also, I forgot. I, I think I didn't mention Harvey Dent is black. You didn't mention this. that, but I think I got that okay, at the end. Yeah. yeah. And uh, also, Lola is undefined racially which makes it really really weird in the follow-ups where she shows up as a white woman of course 
or just a woman with a heavy tan but part of it is kind of hard to tell from like the Jackson Geis and Laverne Kinzier's yeah, art no because it's that very sketchy which is, style yeah which is sometimes the case that's interesting that's an interesting <sighs> I just want to know who came up came up with all of this who was just like let's just put this all in a blender because that's literally what's gone on <laughs> Uh, Dan Jurgens is the guy who's credited with most of What's the ideas. What's he doing now? I wonder. <laughs> Let's go see what he's jurging around. <laughs> I did send him a uh, message today to be like, hey, uh, what's the... Like, was there supposed to be a third season of this? Uh, so he did some writing on Batman Beyond, the... Mm -hmm. comic uh superman lois and clark uh action comics for the dc rebirth and then he's been writing green lanterns so i mean he's still around he was the guy who wrote the death of superman oh really Mm -hmm. i mean see when you're out of your depth you're out of your depth so like i'm just like this seems very weird um but i guess it's not at it's not any more weird than like anything else i guess yeah i mean comics are comics that's, are very, comics that's very true like i guess if you like tried to explain like some weird tangent alternate universe stuff in them on the marvel side it also ends up being like buck wild yeah yeah, yeah i guess so <laughs> so up next we have the joker's wild written by Carl Kiesel and Tom Simmons with pencils by Joe Phillips, inks by Jason Rodriguez, colors by Moose Bowman, separations by Digit Chan, and letters by Comicraft. And New Atlantis has started using OMAC robot cops that have issues recognizing friend and foe that attack Officer John Keel and his partner Moonrider. The Joker shows up and takes it down, but it turns out to be resilient. Until the Atom helps and is able to completely shut down the OMAC robot. But the Atom wants to capture her. And so she flees away. And then an angry crowd shows up because they all hate the Atom. Because they found out that his legacy was fake. And his granddad killed a dude. <laughs> and inadvertently led to the destruction okay, of Okay, yeah. I mean, I would be pissed off about that too. So we get a quick montage of the Joker hopping by Mary Marvel, the college student, Madame Xanadu, who owns the VR Center and who is preparing to launch the super expensive Titanic simulation. Titanic came out the okay, year before. Yes. And, yeah, and the world's finest newspaper where Lori Lamaris works. That's when the blackout from the Ultra Humanite hits and Adam loses his power and Lori decides to spring into action as the Joker. So now you know who I the Joker it. is. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. And the Adam, meanwhile, gets attacked by agents of the JLA, Chemo, Teen Titan, and Hunter. The Joker isn't really happy about that, though, so she springs in with limited weaponry because her technology isn't working. And so her partner, who's the person who restocks all the impulse soda machines, <laughs> sends a distress call. And two other Jokers appear... And are able to work together to knock out the JL agents. 
and save the Atom, bringing him back to their EMP-resistant base because it turns out that Mary Marvel, Madame Xanadu, and L'Oreal Amaris were all the Joker. Mm. Mm-hmm. It is a, a twist. twist. I'm, I'm seeing a theme here because I'm seeing a theme in regards to the Nightwing and, of course, when you mentioned the JL agents. Like, everything that seems like, like, it just seems like everything's turned slightly, like, 180 degrees in the wrong direction. Mm. A lot of them. <laughs> but now, are you ready for things to get dark and spooky? Please, I'm always ready. It's time for The Batman! Written with layouts by Dan Jurgens, with finish up by Klaus Jansen, with Gregory Wright on the colors, Comicraft on letters, and Heroic Age on the separations. The light-bending villainous Prism is preparing to steal from Daylight Labs, where the power has been knocked out, and the only person still working there is Dr. Ardeen, who Prism intends to kidnap. Luckily, Batman, the Dark Knight, shows up. He's a dude in a red metal mm. night suit. And he briefly gets distracted by Dr. Ardeen, and guards show up so he has to run off, and Prism is able to steal Dr. Ardeen for her boss, King That's not Cobra. How you That's not how you superhero. <laughs> no. He was horny for this one. <laughs> for reasons we will find out momentarily. Batman returns to the Castle Bat, which is his house of secrets, which is magically protected, by a fog where the person controlling the suit, Sir William, is stuck. In his past, he abandoned King Arthur at Camelot because he felt like he never got recognition and his wife, Lady Tasima, who Dr. Ardeen looked like, stuck up for him. I and see. so, Sir William... Yeah. Well, I mean, Sir William drew his sword, but he was like, no, I, I, I'm not going to fight you, and... King Arthur's like, if you do this, this is going to be war. And William is like, oh yeah, well, fuck you then. We're at war. And so the war ultimately came down to Arthur and William uh, fighting against one another. But then Tasima turned out to be a monster who tried to kill Arthur. So William slayed his wife, which ended up freeing the wizard Merlin, who explained that Tasima was actually Morgan Le Fay in disguise. And he was using... And she was using William as her weapon. So Merlin's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to stick you in this castle you got until you atone for what you've done. But you can't actually leave, so you're going to have to use this magical arbor that you have. <laughs> and so King Cobra, meanwhile, wants to become the king of the world using Ardeen's help. But Batman rushes in, and he saves Ardeen from the clutches of King Cobra... And then basically leaves her somewhere else in the city, and William is left alone in his castle. <laughs> like, not a lot of resolution no, it... there. <laughs> Just kind of leaves you at the end. Mm-hmm. And now we're at our final story of Tangent. So are you ready for a really satisfying conclusion to all of these stories in the Ultra Yeah, Humanite? I really need to know how this ends. So, JLA was written by Dan Jurgens with pencils by Daryl Banks, who was a good friend and local artist. 
Uh, inks by Norm Rapmund. Colors by Rob Schwager. And letters by Comicraft. So a secret council including Raven, the first lady, Senator, Ma- uh, Senator Manson, whose art was destroyed by the comet, who was brought back to life by the Green mm-hmm. Lantern, and the Shadow Thief, whose dad was killed by the original mm-hmm. Adam, decide to kill the original Adam while the world is in chaos. And we also see that there's apparently a group of soldiers who worship the ultra-humanite, which doesn't really get any details. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the original Adam uh, gets killed by an assassin known as The Question, working for the JLA, and Raven and the President decide to call in the rest of the Justice League of America. Meanwhile, the Secret Six got their ass beaten by the Ultra-Humanite, which is why they aren't worried about Adam uh, seeking revenge on and them. And all of all the Doom Control Patrol is dead, but presumably their spirits are made... Okay, I alright. Um, no, no. Uh, Doomsday is still alive. The others got merged okay, into the Okay, okay, okay. There's one survivor. <laughs> yes. So the shadowy figures send out the Justice League of America agents to bring together the new team of assets they want to fight the ultra-humanite. They send the Question to hunt down the Green Lantern, the Human Target to hunt down Superman, the Vigilante to hunt down Batman, and Johnny Double to hunt wonder woman all of them end up getting their asses beaten in various ways and green lantern ends up bringing the original adam back to life and all four of the targets so superman batman wonder woman and the adam uh meet up and they're like oh hey uh while the jla did just want to get rid of the ultra humanite which we all want to get rid of uh we're not happy about how they did this, so once we get rid of the Ultra Humanite, we'll take them down, but we're going to be the new Justice League of America. Mm-hmm. The end. Oh! Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they they don't beat the Ultra Humanite. So the Humanite. team forms, and that's it. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm pretty sure there was supposed to be another year of this that never happened. Well, I can't imagine why. That, I mean, if you were really following this, I guess it would piss you off. Yeah, it's disappointing. I would say. But uh, next week, when Devin should be back, we're going to be covering Tangent, Superman's Reign, which sticks the... Uh, main DC Universe Justice League up against uh, the Tangent superheroes and most of the stuff is forgotten. Wonder Woman isn't even mentioned and a bunch of stuff happened in between. (laughs) And then there's that conversion story. Yeah, but we're not covering that until we cover Convergence. Okay, I see. I see. Well, I mean, you'll have to. I mean, I'm sure your heart is going to long for this once once you've passed it. So it's something to look forward to, Luke. Cricket sounds. Cricket sounds. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. So, yeah. So we put a call out for questions, and we got one in 
from Xavier Files, who I don't know if this is a reference to something. He wants to know where you will be in the year 2030. I don't know. Hopefully not dead. Um, I don't know. Hopefully, maybe dead. Maybe. I mean, <clears throat> times are tough. I'm going to say, like, I'm just going to err on the side of caution and say, maybe dead. And just go, just go from there. I don't know what Zach's wanting out of me from this answer here. Um, yeah, neither do I. I don't get this reference. I don't either. And if it was supposed to be something, it's gone by me. So I'm sorry, Zach. Gosh, the beef is still on. <laughs> you got to pick a side, Charlie. Are you ready? I can't pick, pick a, side? a side. No, yeah, I can't. Can. I'm like X. I'm like the, X Factor you, during the. I'm like X Factor during the schism. I'm not picking a side. Um, do you think that Jeff Parker's Exiles run is good or bad? I haven't read it. I can't make a determination. Okay. So once you read it, you can get back and you can be either on the right side, which believes that it is good, or you can be on Zach's side, which thinks that it is well, bad. Well, let me just say this. Zach has a very particular, very particular taste in comics, meaning that most of the things that I enjoy, Zach also doesn't like. So it's fine. <laughs> so, I mean, I have to read it um, just to make that, that determination on my own. Uh, would, would, would it help you to know if there, that there are two Wandas and two Polarises? Well, that makes it good. Just by, mm -hmm. just, just by that ratio. There's no, like, you've never run into, like, an alternate version of Shatterstar in any of these, right? No, because they're technically shouldn't be one because the Mojoverse is written inconsistently. And how the mechanics work. Because theoretically, the same Mojoverse that shows up in the comic should also be the one that shows up in all the mm -hmm. cartoons. You're not... Yeah, because... you're right. Yeah. But, yeah, people don't... People don't care about the continuity the same way yeah, that I and do. I'll tell you this. Um, Star seems to be absent from every... Almost every alternate universe. Like, no Age of Apocalypse. He's not there in the Age of Apocalypse. Like, I don't know if that means that... They... I don't know what that means <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, there's only like one alternate universe Shatterstar that I actually know of. Um, and that's from one of those issues of X Factor um, where he and Longshot are actually brothers. Oh, well, and there's Shatterstar. That's true. I totally missed that, missed that one. Um, Starfire and Shatterstar have eerily similar pasts. Um, it's okay. I didn't know that until recently. Uh, I still have not learned a lot about Shatterstar. But You're getting, I'm getting there. there. It's, I mean, um, I'll read Exiles, and then you can read some. Uh, you can go back and read some good, good X Force. Well, I will need something to cleanse my palate after I read all of Scott Snyder's New Fifty Two Batman, and then <sighs> oh. all of. DC I metal. mean, I'm not saying it's bad because I like a lot. I think a lot of people love that, but it's just not something I can get into. So, like the closest I've gotten to reading DC comics is I read through like um, Steve Orlando's Midnighter series. That was it. Oh, it's that's very, very good. good. And I'm like, this is good. I like this. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> but it, it's... well, and then you you should follow up with the Midnighter and Apollo, and then his Justice League. That run. sounds like a good plan, actually. The the JLA stuff is really great because it's like the uh, Justice League and limited cartoon show, where it's a bunch of like two episode. Oh arcs. hell yeah! Yeah, yeah, and it's just brings in a bunch of new stuff isn't like too continuity heavy and there's dudes kissing sign me up <laughs> yeah honestly that's what, that's what i'm here for <sighs> no that's, that's something that i should do because i really my biggest dc touch point is the um the dc animated universe so that sounds mm-hmm. right in my alley Cool. Well, uh, where can people find you? All right. Well, you can find me and my podcast that I do with my partner, Mikey, um, Young Ones Cast, at Young Ones Cast on Twitter. Um, We talk about teen superheroes and why we love them. As the tagline goes, um, you can catch some of the recent episodes, um, mostly about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and uh, some comics recaps, if you like that. Um, other than that, you can find me and myself, who is myself, at Genetic Ghost on Twitter. Um, I have a little bit of interesting stuff going on. If you like X-Men and you like baking and you'd like to see a cookbook that has illustrations with X-Men baking in it, I am doing a cookbook slash zine. Um, and you can hit up my Twitter for more information on that. I've got a well, recipe. does have a recipe in it. Um, everything is going to be wonderful. Um, so, yeah, our, all information about that can be found on my Twitter or X-Men Baking Zine on Twitter, and it's a good time. And Devin, my normal co-host, can be found on Twitter at at That's F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. He will be back next week to talk about Tangent Superman's Reign. And if you wanted to come back for that two-parter... You'd be welcome, but I understand if you want to avoid it, um, because it, we'll see. We'll see, it, Luke. We'll see. Uh, I, I like that this is going to be your new go-to point for who these DC superheroes yes. are. <laughs> this, you know, everybody needs to start somewhere. Wait. There's an Aquaman movie coming out? Why isn't he an evil doctor who is also the ocean? <laughs> I want I actually want to be that person. I'm going to be that person from now on. <laughs> I think you poisoned me, but that's fine. <laughs> Why isn't Batman in his red knight armor? I really need to know these things. Yes. I mean, I don't think they add too much new stuff in there. It's in the uh, stuff that comes after. I think you get like a clay face and you get uh, Guy Gardner, who is also Detective Chimp. <laughs> That's his online handle. All right. It's no, not good, No, it doesn't though. sound it's like not it. Good. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, you can find more about the podcast at multiversalq.com. Also, please like, rate, and review us. If you like me bringing on guests who 
can be surprised and horrified and pain struck by these very, very dumb things, let me know. Because, uh, you know, making these entertaining is our goal. You can find me on Twitter at, at Coltreg. That's K-O-L-T-R-E-G. We'll be back next week to start Tangent Superman's Reign. It's a 12-parter, guys. And Oof. it didn't need to be. <laughs> That's it. Oh. Oh. Oh, it's a 12-parter that was coming out when Final Crisis was coming out. It didn't need to be. There's a one-issue lead-in by uh, Dwayne McDuffie. And it's like, why are you making him waste a issue of his run on this? It's going to be a time, (laughs) That's all you can really say about it. Uh, Thank you for listening. Uh... Check out the image gallery and have a wonderful week. Until next time, this one's for Hank. Peace.